millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues. Hello there and welcome to the Irish Examiner's Allianz League Review, brought to you by Allianz, sponsors of the GA and Allianz Leagues for 27 years. And on today's programme, we hear how you can help raise funds for former Cork footballer Kieran O'Connor, who is battling Ewing's sarcoma cancer. Anthony Daly on Offaly Hurlings plummet down the rankings, plus John Fogarty's thoughts on a March marker from Wexford against Kilkenny. Now, a major fundraising effort began on Friday to help raise money for Cork All-Ireland winning footballer Kieran O'Connor, who was diagnosed with a rare form of bone cancer in October 2017. Now, I'm delighted to welcome Brendan Crowley on the line. And uh, Brendan is a key driving force in Friends of Kieran who are organising this fundraising campaign. Um, Brendan, just paint the picture for me. Since last Friday, since you launched this fundraising GoFundMe campaign, what has happened? Yeah, so I suppose like the the rest of the the country, Colin, we've you know we've all been been shocked by uh, you know Kieran's battle with 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 this cancer, and uh, you know I think what has arisen uh, since Friday, I suppose, uh, is an, an effort to to stand in solidarity with uh, both Kieran and his family, and I think you know we've just seen what well, the response that we've seen uh, has just been incredible. Uh, we've seen the the GA with uh, at its very very best, I think, and uh, not just the GA, of course, but uh, the Irish people and even beyond. You know, just coming together and supporting uh, one of their own, um, and I think it's just been incredible to to see that. And I think uh, you know, at a time like this for for Karen and his family, they they're obviously looking to to be supported in in any way possible, and it just it's terrific to see that people have have risen up here and, and have responded in kind, you know. Now, Graham Canty, the former Cork captain, wrote a fantastic piece in Saturday's Irish Examiner about Kieran and his relationship with uh, that Cork squad that won the All-Ireland in 2010. You're a man, Brendan, that shared many a dressing room with Kieran, both with Ahada and, I believe, with Cork as well. Um, what was he like as a teammate? Actually, Kieran is just a—he's a fantastic individual, full stop. Um, and I think, you know, often you see that uh, the type of character that a fella is off the field will often transfer onto the pitch. And I think that's exactly what you would have seen with Kieran. He's—he's uh, he's a guy, as Graham alluded to in his article, that you'd want to to go to war with. He's the guy who you'd want on your side. Uh, you know, as well as being ter- terrifically talented uh, as a as a footballer, terrific athlete, um, Kieran. He's just a guy who, who you know, he, he's he's got your back every time, and uh, you know he obviously rose to the very highest level uh, and deservedly so. I mean, he's 
he's a, he's a fella who, who always put in huge effort uh, in everything he did. Is just he, he's applied himself, uh, you know, in whatever area of life uh, that that uh, Kieran has, has been at. He's, he's you know he's committed himself one hundred percent, and I think uh, you see that in Graham's article that you know Kieran was always a guy who who was who was willing to to go that extra mile and. Uh, you know, such was the success that, that he had. You know, he deserved every bit of that. Okay, in relation to the reaction from the general public, which you touched on a little earlier, have you been surprised by the, the outpourings? Well, I suppose, you know, with with, uh, with knowing the guy that he is uh, and knowing his family and, uh, you know, uh, just knowing how highly they're respected locally, um, I think that, you know, we were certainly hopeful when we started uh, would respond. Uh, I, I don't think anyone could probably imagine the, the the level of response that we've seen so far. And I think it's you know it's, it's obviously terrific to see it uh, because we're we're seeing you know one of our own here you know in in serious trouble and in need of support. And I think uh, whatever else you know what people are saying with the the level of responses that look here and you know and and your family look money isn't going to be something that you're going to have to worry about here. And I think it's. You know, it's always heartwarming. Uh, you know, obviously primarily for Kieran and his family, but also for those of us, you know, who who are you know close to him, to see that kind of level of response, particularly in you know such a difficult situation that he and his family find himself in now. And how are uh, Kieran and his family at this moment in time, Brendan? Well, I think you know, uh, it's it's uh, I suppose the, these these moments are always uh, you know private in a sense you know because of uh, the nature of them but uh, look they're 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 fighters and i think you know i think what i hope at least they know is that everybody in the uh, the community of ahada and, and as we're now seeing uh, far beyond uh, wants to support them in any way they possibly can um so uh, you know again the, no surprise that just like kieran uh, you know the the o'connor family are uh, you know they're full of, of great characters, and you know they've they've done so much for people in in this area. So uh, it's time for us now to to respond and to uh, to to be with them uh, at their time of need. Okay. Now the GoFundMe page, as I said, started off on Friday, but this is only one step in many uh, for you guys. You've other plans uh, on the horizon, and uh, not so far away. Yeah, that's correct. Um, I suppose the, the the GoFundMe, as you said, was set up on the, uh, you know, on the Friday, uh, and that was to to provide an initial platform for people to to convey their their support. Uh, in addition to that, the, you know, we, we've uh, you know through through, uh, through through the powers of social media and so on, a number of people have been getting in contact with us uh, with fundraising ideas, and I think at at this stage we're we're really just trying to coordinate. Uh, th- those uh, those ideas and uh, the goodwill that's out there, we're trying to, to channel that in in a you know systematic way uh, in order to, to maximise uh, things for Kieran and his family. So you know, thankfully in Ahada we're, we're we're blessed. Really, we've got you know an absolutely fantastic community. Uh, you know, the GA is at the, the hub and the heart of the community. Uh, but you know, it, it's uh, it, it's the entire uh, local area here is. Uh, just binds together uh, and I think that that metal that you see uh, often in, in, in local areas is certainly alive and well in, in Ahada uh, and I suppose when when you know word broke of uh, Kieran's situation 
you know, everyone gathered around. And I think, you know, it was literally that evening that people were around the table in large numbers. Uh, you know, we had about maybe 20 around the table brainstorming with ideas. And to be quite honest, we could have had 100, 150 people in that room if we wanted to. Um, and I think that's uh, a credit to the spirit uh, that's that's in Ahad. And I know that that's, you know, replicated around the country. And I think that's what what's heartwarming about this response in, in such difficult circumstances. Uh, you know, it's important that we can try and, and uh, you know, draw on, 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 on such power, you know. One thing that struck me just following it on social media over the weekend, Brendan, was, you know, this this isn't just about Cork. This isn't just about Gaelic football. You had former players, former opponents uh, on social media. And then you had people that have probably no interest, no connection to Cork, to Gaelic Games, to, to Ireland even. Uh, having their say and uh, issuing their support for Kieran as well. Yes, yeah, I think yeah, it's certainly. I think um, you know, as, as human beings, we're we're built for connection, um, and I think that we're, we're we're social beings. And I think you know, such as the the level of uh, you know gravity, I suppose, and and uh, uh, the high level of emotion attached to to, to Kieran's situation. It's very very clearly it's touched so many. Uh, not just as you say in the sporting world, but but beyond, um, you know. And I think Kieran himself has given so much uh, to to the sport, uh, you know, locally and of course nationally. And I think you're seeing a lot of his former teammates and opponents, obviously, rallying around. And as you say, even just you know the, the guy who's been at home perhaps over the years watching Kieran on telly and you know just realizing how much he's given and wanting to give something back. And indeed, you know. Outside of that, just uh, the, the the man who's who's, who's sitting down at, at home who says, "Well, look, that could be me in the morning. It could be my family," and uh, you know, responding uh, to to that level of the, the the situation. Okay, you have something planned for uh, next week, I believe, uh, Brendan. Uh, next Monday, correct? Yeah. Um, so bank holiday Monday, column um, the, March the the eighteenth at two p.m. Uh, there's going to be a walk, a, f- a five-kilometer uh, walk for the friends of uh, of Kieran, organised with the friends of Kieran, and it's, in a sense, I suppose it's 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 to to stand in solidarity with with Kieran and his family, and to to show uh, by people's presence that we're we are with him and his family at all times, and and uh, ready to support uh, in any way possible. Uh, there will obviously be an opportunity if people haven't uh, donated, can do so on the day. There'll be an area for people to come and uh, give ideas perhaps as to how they might be able to contribute or to, to fundraise in the, in the future. And also, I suppose it's an opportunity for for people to, to just come together, uh, you know, as a, as a community, both in ADA and, and as a wider community, um, and to, 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 to stand with each other. Um, so uh, I think, you know, we'll, we'll be most likely... Uh, getting uh, buses to bus people in, but we'll be giving further details on on social media uh, in the the coming days regarding that. And in terms of the social media side of things, Brendan, what are the uh, the hashtags or the websites that that people need to look out for? Yeah, so it's um, hashtag Friends of Gear, and uh, the website, um, which is again going to be up and running in the next few days, will be uh, friendsofkieran.com. Uh, so yeah, so that'll all be be up and running and website wise in the next few days. But the the Facebook and the the Twitter are up at the minute, 
and uh, obviously the, the the GoFundMe link is is out there. But uh, yeah, all all of that will be will be coordinated in the, the coming few days and will be relayed out across social media. Now, a quick mention of the sponsors of our podcast. Allianz Insurance support people and communities throughout Ireland and have sponsored the Allianz Leagues and Allianz Coming to Munskull for over 27 years. Go to allianz.ie today for a home, motor or pet quote. Allianz. Now, Anthony Daly joins us on the line. Anthony was uh, in O'Connor Park for the Division 1B relegation playoff. Uh, Offaly Carlo, uh, a shock result and... Uh, a shocking end for Offaly, Anthony. Uh, where has it all gone wrong? Well, uh, yeah, Colm, I was I was there. Uh, not too many more there now. I have to say, I was I was shocked with the attendance. Number one, like from from my times going up playing Offaly and Borough, and you know, um, unbelievable atmosphere. Like and 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 you know, they were they were they were absolute, you know, fire hoses of games because like trying to get out of there with a result. But like yesterday, it was just there was nearly more from Carlow than Offaly, I thought, and uh, I, I didn't think it was a major shock either because if you look at the scoreline from the previous week, like four eight to one ten, you know, you're saying you're going to get four goals every day, you're not, and uh, that's kind of the way it worked out. But to be honest, I was kind of doing a bit of radio with Liam Hearn, and there was no sign of Offaly were actually fighting very hard. Uh, Joe Bergen was immense all through now to be to give him his credit like he was immense uh, he kept him in the game to be honest but it looked like they would score into the wind they had 15 minutes against 14 um, you couldn't see what happened at halftime but I mean it was basic stuff you know a high ball into the square you must deal with it and get it out to the side you know but like let the two balls break and the two Carlo boys just wanted to get to the slitter before the Offaly boys and two goals and then that I mean it was it was 20 minutes ago and there was only a point or two in it so and the win then became a huge factor but it should never have come to that like they, uh, I wouldn't take it off Carlo no because Carlo drew with Leash they drew with Galway they would be the team that I would say deserved to stay up but that, you know what I mean like Offaly had a golden chance to stay up uh, but they didn't take it and Honestly, it didn't really look like they wanted it even. Like, you know, in the second half, they just were all at sea, tactically. Um, do you know what? It was just uh, basic stuff done very badly. Now, on Allianz League Sunday and RT on Sunday night, uh, Donal Cusick didn't uh, exactly hold back in his opinions of where Offaly Hurling is and how it's gotten there in terms of the thinking within the county. Hard to believe, Anthony, we were just talking earlier, what, 20, 21 years ago, you and Offaly were contesting All-Ireland semi-finals and Offaly winning two All-Ireland titles in the 90s. Where, for you, has it gone wrong? Yeah, well, it's, it's very hard being an outsider to get to put your finger on you know, what exactly has gone wrong, uh, Cullum, but you, you, you would look at 25 years to this September uh, now obviously it'll be August uh, by the time they come out parading but that awfully team that beat that Limerick team with the last you know 10 minutes of a of a burst and where they are now like like Limerick you know look but I know that because not just because I was involved now nothing to do with me let's say, per se because I only did my beat or whatever like it, you know I worked there for three years basically but um, like 
they they just saw the bigger picture. Do you know what I mean? They said, "All right, we might have to wait, but we will get this bunch of players coming through, and we'll have waves of them coming through." And they did that. Maybe they they picked up a couple of under twenty one Ireland's, but they didn't really focus on. I, at times, I used to think they did focus on, but the more I look back at it now, I suppose John McKenna was very forward in his thinking, and they processed and brought through really good guys and now you're seeing these guys bursting for the place with Limerick okay so at the same time now I hardly saw Offaly in a divisional competition to be honest now at one year Liam Hogan to be fair team ex-Bally Borden proud Offaly men uh, brought an under 16 team right down to tip and they were well organised came on a good bus so they looked apart now we beat them uh, speaking from a Limerick uh, head now I was with Limerick at the time but they were they were organised and it's not rocket science either and I just think well, when, sorry Anthony of, when, when you say a group a squad is organised what what exactly are you looking for? Well, I'm, I'm looking at the overall structures I'm looking at the the young lads themselves and what way are they seeing this thing come that's what I'm looking at the young lads who are 15, 16 are very, you know, they're very perceptive and they, they'll know if you're doing it right or not right, do you know, and they'll know if you've a couple of little tactics but you're really working on it, you really want to succeed, you really want them to develop as individual players. I got no, I didn't even see off the a lot of these tournaments, to be honest. Honestly, we, like, you know, there'd be different counties would host different tournaments at times, Galway, Clare, Offaly wouldn't even be in it and like you can't take your eye off the ball in a general sense and that because I'd be all critical of Clare after 97 you know we won the All-Ireland senior in 97 and the minors won the All-Ireland as well and like uh, for me the greatest mismanagement in Sarah Merlin and it, it took us a long long time to come back was, was, was just that we thought everything would look after itself should the minors have to win the Ireland we'll have to win the Ireland you never, if you do, if you get to that stage where you think everything's, I mean, it has happened in loads of places. Like places as high as we say Cork hurling, I would say Cork football, hugely. You can never take your eye off the ball and just say because, like, we don't have a transfer system. Like you know, we we can go in when we're finished playing and give a hand, but we really don't have a, set, a transfer system for players. So if you don't look after your underage and. At club level, even like you know, you don't look after your underage, you have no chance. And I don't feel Offaly did look after their underage. And I think there was an effort, a concerted effort made by the likes of Liam Hogan, Brian Carr was on a committee, and basically the county board nearly told them, Go away, I, we don't want any of this, we don't need it. That doesn't work. And and now, unfortunately for them, it's it's bearing fruit. And you know, um, just, I just think you do, you look at the Limerick on the opposite side of it. Who absolutely, you know, invested and worked so hard on their underage, and now look at the panel they have. You know, they may not retain their All Ireland. They may, who knows? I, they're, they're the favourites, I suppose, nearly at this stage. But you have to say they're going to be there, thereabouts for the next how many years? Five, six years for sure. With the with the age profile, Gerald Hager is saying he was the oldest one at age twenty four on Saturday night. So you 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 can't take your eye off the ball if you do. You're in trouble, and that's down to the administrators. I would say, do you know, the administrators must put good people in place. So we work with this team. We bring them on there. We, we have an overall structure of an academy. 
a market that. And if you don't, you, you, you'll be caught out eventually because sometimes in Tip and maybe in Kilkenny, you know, it's there's a massive amount of resources in terms of personnel and players. And in a place like Offaly, a place like Clare, a place like Limerick, if you don't look after it, you you you'll find yourself at the bottom of the of the ladder very quickly, and unfortunately for them this morning, it's a cold hard reality. Like like coming out of Tullamore yesterday evening with Brian Carr, like and he was hardly able to talk, like just so low. And and, and he also did say that I I think it might be the best thing. We might bottom out, and and the only way is up. But oh God, I wouldn't like to be there at the moment. Okay, you mentioned their administrators and the role that they've played. And let's let's give Carlo credit, Anthony. Um, Colin Bonner in charge there. And, you know, the footballers as well with Turlock O'Brien uh, lighting up the summer there last year. Just goes to show what can be achieved with the right thinking and, as you said, the right personnel in place. Well, look, the whole narrative of Carlo, Colm, in some ways is lost in this thing because they didn't win the All-Ireland in, in, in 81, 85... 94, 98, do you know what, so we're all on about the demise of Offaly, you have to give massive credit, and I, like, I was very conscious, you know, writing the piece yesterday evening, like, that we can't lose sight of what Carlo are trying to do, and in the long run of the National League, like, Carlo drew with Galway, they drew with Leash, match they might have won, match they might have lost, but they still got a result out of it, like, like Offaly got no result until last week, and you're walking in there to O'Connor Park yesterday and you're saying, Offaly don't deserve to stay up here. Like, And the overall scheme of things, Carlo have done more work. And I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not having a go on with Kevin Martin because I thought they were good last year, but the system caught up with them. Like I saw them against Galway last year, Offaly, and, and they were good. You know, For long periods of the game, they really were up for it and the crowd were behind them. And... But look, let's not take away from Carlo. Like they won a Christie Ring, you know, they won the Joe McDonough, they won Division Two A, and they deservedly are now a Division One county for next year. And, and I think Colin Bonner was right when he said this probably tops all the achievements. And while you you go through the program, uh, and and there's probably four or five clubs represented, and you said this can't be sustained. Well, by God. If it can't be sustained, it's not for the lack of trying anyway, and they're really committed. And I, I tell you, if I was in that dressing room at halftime yesterday with them, like I'd love to be in both dressing rooms in one way. Not to say where where went wrong in the after dressing room, where fairness to Bonner, like I mean that must have taken. And you know all they did was they won the train straight from the train. Sir Farrell is a great one. I would say win the train, but they won the train and Marty Cavanaugh was fouled free over the bar, right? First little chip off the block. The goals came. There were high balls into the square, not dealt with by the Offaly full back line. And the Carroll lads wanted to put their leg or their head or anything to get the ball in there. And their spirit just overtook Offaly in the second half. And I'd say massive, massive credit to Carroll. Very quick question. What is the gap like, Anthony? You know, you saw this game yesterday. I know it was a relegation playoff, but you've been watching the Division 1A games for most of the spring. What is the gap like between the the two? Unfortunately, unfortunately, Colum, I'd say it's huge. You know, the first thing that struck me was the... You know, I, I drove... I was in Dublin. We had an old league match in Dublin. And 
I drove down and obviously Tullamore is easy enough to get to from, from Dublin but like I parked outside the, the regional hospital there the Midlands Regional Hospital like, and I, I, I've been in Tullamore a good few times now you know big games between Galway Kilkenny Dublin Galway you wouldn't get a parking space out for three miles like and I, I literally parked up the car about quarter past one and I went in then and I just said to Liam Hearn, is there a match on here Liam I, there was eight people to my right, Cullum, and that's in the press box, looking out to my right. And this is a quarter to two. Like I just, it was, it was incredulous in, in lots of ways, you know. Um, and that I suppose the people are voting with their feet, like they're just not happy with what they're seeing, and they're saying, "God, I, uh, I don't want to go and watch them," you know. So yeah, and and look at you only look at Leash against Limerick the other night, and I thought, look at Leash are well organised, they're well. Well, like Eddie would be doing, and Mike Harker and that hurls with me, with Tim Cook-Crocks and would have hurled with, 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 with Dublin. Galway man, um, native, but Cochrane would do everything right. Like, you know, he'd be incredibly be meticulous. And like these, just like, physically, I thought they were blown away by, by Limerick on Saturday night. And you, you're looking then at that, you're, you're saying, right, right, this is you now. So you don't, you go in there and you don't know like you just forget about tipping Cork and Westwood and Kenny being on and you're just there to watch the match and I really enjoyed it because it got really exciting now at half time I didn't think it was going to get exciting but it did and it, it, you know how much was at stake but it's only when you're kind of driving home then you're saying right the mistakes like you know and there's no the, the mistakes that were just uh, look at where OTT compared to like, I just think basics in hurling is always a major thing. Like, you must be able to come onto the ball first time, pick it up, come, you know, you know, get it first time. Now, you won't, you'll always make a mistake, but you cut down on your mistakes and, and, and your options as well. Like, you look at Leafs that night, 20 wides. How many of them should have been shot for even? Do you know what? I'd say about 10 of them shouldn't have been shots. They should have recycled the ball. Like, that's what they do. Like they they work it up to a far, but he doesn't. If it's not a, a percentage option, he recycled that back out to a half forward line in the midfield in a better position. But sometimes with the so-called weaker counties, and by God, I came from one of those for long enough. So I'm not I'm not trying to be looking down on these guys, but it's just that is the thing. It's the options, and it's the options at speed is what separates the top counties from the. So-called weaker counties, and uh, unfortunately, often find themselves in that position this morning, big time. Okay, final question then, Anthony. Uh, there was a number of uh, Division One A refixtures on Sunday. Uh, the one that jumped out at me: Tipperary against Cork, one twenty-nine to one sixteen. Will we all be going off on Spanish training camps to turn the season? Yeah, well, I went on one with the Clare team, and I went on two, I'd say, with the Dubs in my time. And they are fantastic because it's not just it's not just uh, going off and everyone jollying around the pool. It's like a two-hour training session in the morning, a weight session that evening, and never mind all that. Right? It's the chance you get to sit down with guys one-on-one, you know, and say, "Come here, we might do an hour one-on-one column." Two of us there, meet you in the restaurant there at four o'clock. We'll have a cup of coffee, and I'd say throw out stuff to me there. What are you not happy with? Why, why are you not getting more out of yourself? Or can you get more out of yourself? And why are you so brilliant? And it's that chance to just connect and talk. And we all turn up for training, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, and 
Wednesday, Friday, whatever it be, and, and you know, we turn up for an hour and a half and there's 30 guys there and you don't get a chance. You might get a word in something as either that you target on the way up because you're, you know, you're conscious he didn't have a good game or he's a great game and you went around him. But like over there, when you're away like that for a week and you're not really socialising to be honest, you might have one night out. You know, that, that, that would be the way of it. And, and that, one, one year we had no night out though with the Dubs because we were so near the championship. That was the way we just couldn't afford a night out and, and everyone accepted that. But at the same time, you know, you'll get a chance to say that, you know, you'll, t- you'll actually make a schedule of touching on getting to chat to 25 guys one-on-one and you'll say, look, there's no one listening here. It's me and you. Why are you frustrated? Why are you going so well? Where can you take it to next? And it's amazing. Like, players are crying out for that and you can you can imagine the tip guys coming flying back into Shannon there at the end of the week and, and buzzing. Now Cork are Jekyll and Hyde like there's no doubt about that. Like I mean, I don't care where you've been the previous week. Like Cork just Cork threw in the performance above in Limerick. Like and I thought really, you know, this could have turned the corner here. And like they were abysmal yesterday. Like to be honest, and it's a worry for John Milo. Where is that form? I I, I do honestly think there could be potential Ireland champions. And I, in some ways, in my mind, they'd be nearly my tip to be Ireland champions. But everything that they do is kind of saying to yourself, Kenny, you don't know about this crowd. What are they made of? Or what, you know, what's going on? Can they just do days they don't turn up? And, and like, as good and all as Tipper, they didn't really turn up like Cork today. They? they made no real attempt to turn up at all in the home patch. So you, you, you'd worry about them a bit. I wouldn't worry about them talent-wise. But... I mean, we're on about Limerick and Leash the previous night, but at times, sure, yesterday it looked like this was the similar sort of gap. That they were, they were, you know, anything between 15 and 20 points better than Cork. And we know, you know, heart to heart, that's not the case. When they meet in Munster, that won't be the case. But, like, you, it's very hard to just flick a switch in Munster and say, no, 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 the cuckoo, as Christy used to say, the cuckoo has landed and we're a different team. It's, it's not that simple anymore. And our thanks to Anthony Daly, as always, for that. Now, we're going to stay with Hurling. We're going to stay with uh, Division 1A refixture. Wexford uh, defeated Kilkenny 119-112 to at Innovate Wexford Park on Sunday afternoon. John Fogarty was there for the Irish Examiner. And he now brings us this report from the day. Like most places, uh, the conditions in Wexford Park affect the Hurling yesterday. Um, although... Some common teams there as well. Wexford again coming back to win against one of the, the heavyweights. Um, Tipperary obviously last month and now Kilkenny again coming back from eight points like they did was uh, was an achievement in itself as much as it was wind assisted. It. But I, I, I do believe that the the foundations for this victory were... Uh, were made by Wexford in the first half when they really came as much as being eight points down what was it um, over 20 minutes into the game they, they, they came back at, at Kilkenny with four points in a row and it was really then uh, as much as uh, a few wides as well uh, from Kilkenny that blunted the, the, the visitors and uh, it was there that Wexford won the game um, the one thing that, that, that stood out apart from that was just Kilkenny's lack of physical physical prowess again. Um, the running teams, the likes of Limerick, the likes of Clare, the likes of um, the the likes of Wexford, 
um, they are conditioned now to take the belts. Whereas Kilkenny, uh, as much as they have been known, and uh, you know it's been a calling card in a way for them over the last few years that they they can take the belts. They can, uh, you know, they 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 are one of the most physical teams. <clears throat> the word bullying has been used by them so many uh, about them so many times, but. It's now the other way around. It now appears as if Kilkenny are slightly the inferior team when it comes to these situations. Um, I saw it against Limerick, obviously, and I saw it again yesterday that the the more physical team was the team that they played, and that has to be a worry for Kilkenny in in the in the in the season head and what remains of the season head. Um, they play Cork now in this relegation playoff as much as it's not a relegation playoff. Uh, it just has to be played now, it seems, because both teams have a player who would be suspended otherwise for the start of the championship. It didn't seem that there was much appeal or appetite for this game to go ahead last week, but now it seems as if it's a necessary evil and it has to happen. Um, who Who's going to go to the game? Like... You know, it was quite disappointing the the the, the attendance in um, Parky Arena yesterday, Wexford Park. There was about six thousand, which, considering the weather, wasn't too bad. But less than four thousand for a Cork Tipperary game in Parky Arena, quite disappointing. I don't know who's going to go to this game now, but from a Wexford perspective, you know they've Galway this weekend. They won't fear them in the slightest going to Pier Stadium. Obviously, Michal Dunhu has taken a very much an experimental approach to the league. He knows he needs a bench. I think so many teams are looking for a bench now after what Limerick did last year and looking for that bit of depth. Um, Davy Fitzgerald mentioned it after the game yesterday that Wexford certainly have guys to call off the bench and they made a difference yesterday. <clears throat> the likes of Aidan Nolan, the likes of Carl Dunbar. But God, we're looking for that too at the moment. So, should be a should be a rip roaring game. Neither team have much to lose by you know going at it full tilt as much as um, I I would beg the question who exactly wants to win the league at the moment. I don't think Tipperary do. Um, Limerick looks seem to be the team that. Uh, the most genuine team in the sense that what we're seeing is what we're getting um, whereas others I think are trying to uh, as I say develop their squads but also maybe keep something in check and that's it for this week's podcast our thanks as always again to our sponsors Allianz and to all our guests for joining us on the programme Muila Boikas also to Larry Ryan who edits and produces this podcast each and every week to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, just search for Examiner Sport. And don't forget to leave a rating and a review. We always welcome your feedback. You can also listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, on YouTube, or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or at irishexaminer.com forward slash podcast. We're back again, same time, same place next weekend. And what a hectic program in store with double weekend of the Allianz League plus the All-Ireland Club Finals. Allianz supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.